Hey, all of you beautiful humans. Are you ready to find happiness? Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast, the show all about destigmatizing mental illnesses, dismantling society's version of perfection, and helping you to find your own meaning of happiness. Join me, your host, Carolyn Farrick, as I have open, honest, and vulnerable conversations about my own mental health and my diagnosis with OCPD, a perfectionism personality disorder. We all deserve to find happiness on our own terms, and we don't need to find happiness alone. So welcome to the search committee. Hello, all of you beautiful humans out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Farrick, and this week I want to start out the episode by just taking a minute for everybody to do a deep breath, because I know I need it, and you know, it never hurts to just take a moment to focus on your breathing. So just breathe in for like five seconds. And breathe out. Okay, yeah, I needed that. That was good. That was that was really good. All right, guys. So this week's episode, um, I actually was not anticipating on recording right now. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, that is why I look like um wild. <laughs> but I was feeling inspired and I was sitting out on my porch swing this morning watching you know the sun come up and everything and I just noticed something that I was like I just I feel like I want to talk about this so instead of you know waiting and just like writing it down and then trying to think about how I felt later when I have a designated recording time um I was like why not just go do it now you know like you can rearrange the schedule of your day you wanted to record at some point so if it happens in the morning instead of in the evening it's all gonna be okay because it's all gonna get done um, so yeah, like I said, I was sitting outside on my porch swing and I was like, oh, I just want to like relax this morning because I woke up really anxious and I've noticed that I've been having a lot of anxiety lately. Um, so I was like, let me just put my phone down, you know, not scroll on social media not like check my texts, not check like any notifications, just me, my yogurt, just enjoying the peace of a quiet morning and I started eating my yogurt and I just kind of like went into autopilot where I like get lost in my mind and I'm thinking about like thousand and one things and I kind of don't really know what's happening like real time like physically <laughs> um so I noticed I was like inhaling my yogurt like just like not cute like shoveling it down just trying to like power through it to like rush to get started on whatever it is I need to do today and when I noticed this I was like why why am I doing this like it's a tiny cup of yogurt like you don't have to like you know drink it basically you can just take your time and enjoy it like it takes you five minutes to eat the yogurt cool if it takes you 10 minutes to eat the yogurt cool but you don't need to like force yourself into like speeding through everything and so I was thinking about you know how this is my anxiety and how I've noticed that you know I've been experiencing more anxiety lately which for me, it means that, you know, I'm just like internally shaking, like I get chest pains, I worry, there's so many intrusive thoughts. Um, and so then that just projects into my outward actions, because if you guys have been following the last couple episodes, I went from being pretty depressed and 
not doing anything to coming out of that and doing a lot really quickly. Um, and so I didn't want to like, you know, get burned out with all of this again. So I was like, let me really think about this and like assess this situation because I noticed then it makes me outwardly like trying to do so much and trying to overfill my day or trying to like plan to do so much because then if I have more like physical stuff to worry about, then it'll be less time for like my mental worrying to happen. And so I think if like, you know, oh, I can just keep doing projects, you know, never stop, never slow down, then, you know, then I won't have to get in, like, think about the anxiety and it'll make me feel better. But it never makes me feel better. And I do it like all the time. And I talk a lot about like the constant cycle that I feel like I'm always in with my mental health, you know, like the highs and then the lows. And so I was like, I'm feeling good now. It's just like, you know, one day where I'm feeling anxious and like, I feel like at least once a week, there's one day where I'm like, you know, anxiety is just winning today. Um, but it's a lot better than it was in the past. But yeah, so today is one of those days and I wanted to avoid going back into my similar cycle because, you know, I'll get really good at like slowing down and focusing on me. Like I have been the past couple of weeks and then, you know, I feel like I finally have a hold on everything and then something will go wrong or like a new trigger will come up that I like forgot about. And so then, you know, that'll derail my whole process of trying to be like, you know, taking my time, enjoying life, you know, searching for my happiness, which is, you know, my main goal. And so I just like start to, you know, speed through the day, like I said, and in once I speed through enough days, I speed through enough weeks, I speed through enough months until I just don't even know what happened. So many months just pass by and that's how I fall back into the depression because then I'm like, I don't know what happened those past couple months. Like I feel like I don't have control. I feel like a failure, like all of those thoughts that come along with, you know, not living up to your own expectation. I think we should all, you know, give ourselves a little bit more credit and a little more self-compassion. But yeah, so like I said, I wasn't planning on recording this right now, um, kind of rambled, but I was feeling inspired in the moment and, you know, me shoveling yogurt down my throat got us here. So shout out to that. Um, yeah, but I'm definitely feeling a little less anxious. I can still feel it like in my chest, but instead of pushing myself to do work and get started on my day you know it was nice to record get these feelings out um and share this with all of you Alrighty, guys that is it for our weekly check-in i will see you when i am back for therapy think it's time for therapy think a segment all about destigmatizing mental health through therapy during this segment, I will give you a sneak peek inside of my weekly therapy sessions and share what I took away from therapy this week. Welcome back to another week of Therapy Think. So this week, um, I actually was doing the most in therapy, and it was really nice to talk through some of the things that I've been internalizing um, some things that I haven't talked to anyone in my life about. I've just kind of, you know, had in my own brain. So to finally have a chance to 
talk to my therapist, get that all out in the open, have her help me work through all the feelings and patterns and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then we had like a full circle moment in therapy. So that's what we love to see. We love a good full circle moment. Um, so yeah, it's kind of the same thing that I talked about in the beginning of the episode when, you know, I was trying to eat my yogurt, trying to enjoy the morning, trying to just be outside, but my mind was completely like somewhere else. And I was just going into like this autopilot mode. And so I found myself doing that again, actually today, right before I had my therapy session for the week. Um, I was really, really fucking anxious this morning. I woke up. I don't know why. I just like had that pain in my chest. It was hard to breathe and everything felt like it was just a lot. (laughs) Um, So what's been really helping my anxiety the most lately has been the EFT tapping. So I was like, why not do a couple tapping videos? See how that makes me feel and maybe I can go about my day. Um, But that didn't really help that much because I was, you know, doing the tapping. And when you do FT tapping, you tap different parts of your body, like, you know, just around and whatnot. Um, And then you say like affirmations or, you know, new beliefs that you want to think. And I follow ones that are like led by someone who knows this stuff. So they help you work through like shame or, you know, relaxing into wealth or, um like anxiety or stuff like that I can't remember the other one I watched today but I did relaxing into your wealth and shame and I was really struggling with those things so I was so excited to get to these two videos um and I was doing the tapping saying the words like doing it all and my brain just started going somewhere else and I was thinking about how I had therapy in like 30 minutes and I was trying to rush through the EFT tapping because I was like, I need to squash this anxiety and go to therapy. And I was like, oh, but if I'm doing therapy, should I like move to a different room than I usually do therapy in? Because what if my therapist thinks I'm like a slob or like I don't like have any other space or I'm just like depressed because I'm sitting in the same area, which is so random like why was I thinking about that I don't know and then I was like but where should I sit like what's going to give me the best background and what's going to look the best for therapy and then I was like what am I even going to say during therapy during this time like I don't even know what I'm going to talk about this week I have no idea what's going to go on and so my brain is having this war with itself creating all these problems that I then need to worry about how to fix um but at the same time I'm simultaneously tapping and saying these words. So it was like my body and my brain were completely detached from themselves. And that's how I felt when I was eating the yogurt. You know, my body was doing something good for me and calming and relaxing, but my brain was like a million miles away. And so, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm becoming more aware of this. Like when this is happening, like I'm noticing, I'm taking like note of it, but I don't know how to like, break that habit and so my therapist um told me about if you like worry too much about yourself or you are too much inside your head then you that's just you keeping yourself prisoner and so you know she was going through this and saying these things you know like prisoner self-sabotage you know holding yourself back all of those kind of concepts and I was thinking about it and I was like that's me. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I, you know, put myself in this like place every time, like my back, like my brain goes into a bad space and my thoughts like 
are trying to take over. And the more she talked, the more, you know, I thought about this and the more I thought about, you know, my situation when I self-sabotage, um, what I do is I like to, you know, drag someone else down with me. So, you know, whoever's closest to me at the time, you know, if I'm going through something and I get angry at myself for, you know, not sticking up for myself or not speaking up or not taking care of myself, I get angry. But instead of getting angry and taking like accountability for myself, I like to push the blame on someone else. And so this concept of like dragging someone down with me, um, I feel like I can tend to do that a lot. I tend to, you know, when I get into these moods and I don't know what to do and I get into this cycle of like not identifying my emotions as they come up, instead I suppress them until it gets to the point where I'm like, I'm angry and I want to blame somebody else, you know? And so my therapist was drawing out like a little circle diagram and she's like, okay, so you got angry over, you know, something and like what what led up to that anger what you know what was happening in your day before that so we mapped out like the one day you know I had a bad day I got angry um over something that like I didn't need to be angry about and she said you know there's something that happens and then you you know let that kind of get you down and then something else gets you down and then you keep getting yourself down and getting in your own head and telling yourself of reasons why things are so terrible and then you get to the point where it turns into like anger and so she was like where can you see yourself like blocking off that anger from happening and so you know I said like honestly it's like me like I could have just taken two seconds to myself and stepped back and said like hey like just breathe for a second, chill out, you know, everything's okay, everything's fine, like, this is not the problem that you're, like, it's not as big of a problem that your brain is making it out to be, um, and so, yeah, I was, like, it's, honestly, I could have stopped it at any point, I could have stopped it first thing in the morning, I could have stopped it at any point in the day, but I, like, didn't because I feel the need to just, like, go, go, go. Because when I get into these situations, my anxiety heightens. And so I'm like, oh, got to put your head down. Got to go. You're not going to like have enough time to get things done. And so, you know, she kind of brought it back to the yogurt experience. And then this morning, how my brain was completely detached. And, you know, she said that, you know, instead of trying to go, 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 I need to recognize that I need to slow down. Like with the yogurt, you know, if it takes me five minutes to eat a yogurt versus 10 minutes to eat a yogurt, you know, it shouldn't be like the thing that ruins my day. You know, I shouldn't feel like I have to rush through yogurt because I'm like, oh, things aren't going to get done or I need to worry about this. I don't have time to worry about like eating or things like that. And then with the tapping today, you know, I could have slowed down and like paused the video and been like, I'm not focused. So let me just like recenter myself and get focused. And so it always comes back to, me not being able to be fully present because even when I'm like in a situation that makes me calm or you know makes me feel good I can still just be completely detached like that and so she just gave me the advice you have to recognize when these are coming up in you and you have to be the one to say I can just take a step back right now for one second and breathe 
And um, the line that really stood out to me this week that she did say in her words of wisdom that she always gives me at like basically the end of every episode, um, you know, she said, don't wait to take the breath. And so that really stood out to me, you know, like, don't wait to take the breath. Don't let it build up. Don't let it get to the point where you're so angry that you don't even know why and you're picking reasons to be angry over nothing. Like, just take the breath. Take the breath whenever the feelings come up. Take the breath when you feel like, you know, this is not how I want to be presenting myself right now or this is not how, um, or this is not like an accurate representation of why I'm upset or why I'm going through this, you know? So I thought that was really good advice, but every week I think Tina's advice is really great. Um, Just in the theme of noticing and becoming more mindful of the actions that I'm like, going through in my day-to-day life that I'm not super a fan of, um, it's been nice to kind of, you know, slow down, recognize those moments, you know, take notes about those moments. What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? What brought on these emotions? You know, why do I feel like I need to worry about this? Is it like, am I creating this to be a problem in my head or like a task that I need to complete or something I need to just now worry about? Or, you know, is it something that can be dealt with later? And it's something that like will all work out in the end that I don't need to spend, you know, every waking moment when my brain is silent to um, worry about stuff. And so it's just literally just grounding myself, reconnecting with myself and just remembering, don't wait to take the breath. Now it's time for Mental Media, a segment that aims to dismantle society's version of perfection by discussing trending news stories and how they pertain to mental health. If it's trending, then we're chatting about it. All right, let's get into mental media. But before we do, I just like to reiterate that I am not a licensed mental health professional. I am just somebody who struggles with anxiety, depression, OCPD, intrusive thoughts, people-pleasing, all that kind of jazz. So um, I, in this segment, I am not giving any type of professional advice. I'm not giving any type of recommendations. I'm just sharing my own opinion of a real-time situation that is currently happening in the media. But this week for mental media, I thought this topic would be literally the perfect thing to address. Um, I stumbled upon this information absolutely completely, like, by accident. So, as um, some of you may know, if you are avid TikTok watchers, and I'm not an avid TikTok watcher. Like, I've cut my time on TikTok, TikTok down so much. I've turned off, like, notifications and everything, too. So the past couple of weeks, I've been on it a ton, but this week I started to go on it a little bit more just because I'm like, oh yeah, it's a thing. Why not check it out? See what's going on since I've been on the app as much lately. So I was scrolling and on my For You page came a video um, from Gabby Hanna. So if you aren't familiar with Gabby Hanna, she was... um a YouTuber, and she was also on Vine back in the early 2000s, um, or like 
teen 2000 teens you know like 2012 2013 2014 that kind of era but yeah so i knew of her because watching people's videos in the youtube space you know they would reference other youtubers and she just happened to be one of them and so i don't follow her or anything i don't keep up with her shit um but i came across this video and it was really weird like it didn't make sense what she was talking about um you know, at one point she started like crying, bawling her eyes out. I was like, what is this about? And I didn't really think too much about it. And I just kind of scrolled away. And then, you know, the other, like the next day, two days later, I was on Twitter and like people were like talking about her, you know, tweets kept coming up about Gabby Hanna. And so I was like, okay, let me look more into this because like people were kind of mentioning like, you know, this might be a mental health thing. And so I started to look more into it and I started to find, you know, some articles about it, which one happens to be an NBC article, which I will be referencing a lot um, through the explanation of this scenario. And I will link it in the show notes so you guys can review it as well. But apparently Gabby has bipolar disorder and apparently she was experiencing like a manic episode, psychosis. And in this period of psychosis, um, she was having a lot of, you know, comments about mental health and comments about like society and comments about um, religion and stuff like that. And in the past like three or four days, because this is very, very recent, like this is actively still happening real time. Um, In the past four days, the NBC article says she's posted at least 200 plus videos, um, just basically like lively documenting and just uploading her psychosis thoughts and what she's going through. And I have watched a couple of the videos. I have not watched all 200. I have not been keeping up with it that much. But I will say that the videos are kind of difficult to watch and they were hard to watch because you know you're sitting there as a viewer trying to understand what's happening and you're trying to like make sense of well why are they saying these things or why is this happening or you know all this stuff and like how my brain was like oh it's a PR stunt it's like a marketing ploy like you know our brain's gonna try and like think of every excuse it can instead of just being like hey this is a mental health issue and like people you know were commenting and saying like you know she said some pretty racist and homophobic things in these videos she needs to be held accountable so there was like an anger piece of people on the internet and then other people were coming back and saying yes hold her accountable but not right now when she's actively going through psychosis because you know people who go through psychosis they like aren't as aware when they're going through these episodes so when they are able to come down and become aware of their actions and what they said and did during that time period that they feel a lot of like guilt and shame and anxiety surrounding that and so like people were saying you know we've seen this happen with youtubers before and because of the hate that they get or people trying to like cancel them during you know when they come out of this um they have so much guilt because they weren't like fully in control of, you know, their actions and what they're saying. And then they have so much shame and they blame themselves so much. And they, you know, they're like, oh, this is like, I'm a bad person. And then they've committed suicide, you know? And so people are like, we've seen this happen with YouTubers in the past. Like, yes, hold her accountable or yes, you know, whatever, but don't do it until she's like stable because, you know, like you don't want 
that to happen again because you can't be like oh we care about these people's mental health and then you know force them to want to commit suicide because the internet is so vicious and ruthless and a lot of people a lot of people in the comments on twitter they were saying you know it's been like a day it's been two days of this stuff like you know she was filming with this random guy and was claiming that he broke into her apartment and then some other sources were saying like oh like he she let this like stranger in to just record with her um but you know she's in the videos being like yeah this stranger just broke in like ha ha everything's fine like so random they took like a shot together um and so that was kind of interesting to me and then um you know you had people who were online you know watching this real time and watching her break down and then you know go through another video where she's explaining like you know god and claiming she's a deity and like having all of these religion like i don't know like kind of like moments where she was like moments of clarity where she's like oh this is like a hot aha moment everyone else needs to realize this as well um and so people are actively watching this stuff and you know she's posting like a video every 10 minutes because the past couple of days like i said she's pushed out like 200 and um, a lot of people were saying, you know, why isn't someone stepping in? Like, where's her team? Where's her family? Where's her friends? Where is TikTok? Why isn't TikTok doing anything? And so people were like saying she needs help. She needs to get help. Why is no one helping her? And um, actually people on Twitter and people on TikTok started taking matters into their own hands and they were calling the police in her area and, you know, telling them she needs a wellness check. You need to go check on her. No one's doing anything. And so let's get into this article from NBC. That was just my personal recap on like from what I've seen and what I've experienced. So, but now to go more off of a news article, NBC, um, actually really laid it out because before reading NBC, I kind of felt the same way of like Twitter and TikTok. I'm like, yeah, why isn't anyone helping her? Why isn't anybody stepping in? You know, why is she still like posting when like someone could just go over and be like, hey, like put the phone down. Let's just talk. Like, let me be here for you. But after reading this NBC article and the way they described it and laid it out, it kind of, you know, made sense and it's they made some good points so they start out by saying you know she uploaded like 200 plus videos um and she had some long um uncharacteristic monologues about religion and claims herself as a deity so you know she does talk about religion and mental health in her normal content but the way that she was discussing in these most recent videos was not it was like out of the ordinary her fans her followers could tell and so this article was written on August 26th, which was a Friday. And so that um, her posting, according to this article, says it started Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of days of her posting. So it says, you know, she has a super large following. Um, she's posted these erratic videos to TikTok. Um, that's their words. I'm not using, these are not my own words. These are the NBC news articles words. Um, and she has made several comments that her fans and followers are calling racist and transphobic. Um, and then they talk about, you know, she's uploaded videos of 
her letting someone who appeared to be a stranger enter her home. And he eventually left after posting from inside her house. And, oh, I guess I I didn't know this. I didn't, I didn't see this the first time I re- read the article, but it appears that she has allowed other seemingly unknown people into her home and documented it all on the platform, like I said, real time. Um, a lot of people have described the videos as alarming, you know, a lot of discussion has sparked regarding responsibilities of the viewer and the social media platform. And so a lot of people urged, you know, people to go and intervene, you know, people tagged Twitter support. They're like, are you going to stop this? Are you going to continue to let her post? Other people were saying, call the police, call the police, get a wellness check. Other people were like calling out her management team, all that kind of stuff. Like I mentioned, um, but she continued to post and, you know, she continued to trend on Twitter. Her TikToks videos kept getting pushed to the For You page and getting millions of views. And so people were like, how is, you know, when is this going to stop? Like, when is going to, when is someone going to step in? It's been like days now, you know, this is like kind of concerning because, you know, watching someone's live mental health breakdown can be scary. It can be unfamiliar for a lot of people and it can make people very uncomfortable because they don't know how to deal with that because maybe they haven't experienced it themselves or they just don't know how to process that information. So, you know, followers were disappointed in the fact that TikTok never commented, never stepped in, never really did anything. Um, So, you know, they were like, we're going to take it into our own hands. And that's when, you know, the police arrived for a wellness check and they um, actually ended up, you know, cuffing her and detaining her. And so a lot of people were kind of like, well, that's not the right response either. You don't want to call the cops. But the fans were like, no, this is what we should be doing. And so there's a quote here by a board certified psychiatrist Um, who makes educational content about mental health on TikTok, um, Judith Joseph, she said, people reaching out virtually and trying to support her, Hannah, that's a more appropriate response rather than, you know, calling the police, especially if you're a fan and not a physician. So, you know, she's basically saying people on TikTok aren't registered physicians. They don't know how to handle these situations. And, you know, calling the cops isn't always the best answer. You know, Judith was like, if you're a fan in this situation, maybe just try and comment saying, you know, hope, you know, you're doing well, or we're here for you, like those kinds of things, not something that'll set them off further, but just giving them that support of like, you know, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Kind of deal. And then, you know, letting someone who is a trained professional handle that because Joseph goes on to say, you know, it's inappropriate because it sends the message that people with mental illness need to be told what to do and that they can't make their own decisions and they need to be quote unquote rescued. Um, And a lot of times that's not the case. And so I know personally, I've never gone through like psychosis or a bipolar episode, But when I'm in like deep depression, if people are trying to like be like, well, you need to do this or just do this or, you know, that kind of stuff, like tell me what to do, that like drives me insane because it's like I'm not asking to be told what to do. I'm asking to be heard. And um, I really like I really understand where 
Judith Joseph is coming from, you know, she is a trained professional. And so, you know, her saying these things really opened my eyes to the situation because, yeah, you know, the internet sometimes is so quick to be like, well, we need to step in. So another licensed professional um, also said police aren't like equipped to respond to mental health crises. And calling the police may actually endanger the person in crisis. And then they go on to provide a fact that more than one in five people fatally shot by police had mental illnesses, according to a Washington Post database of U.S. fatal shootings by on-duty police officers. Gabby also was posting, you know, about her situation of being detained and being cuffed. And... People were kind of interested to see what would happen after the police arrested her. Would she be admitted? You know, was she going to a psych ward? What kind of help was she getting? And the officers came back and said, you know, she did not meet the requirements to be placed in involuntary psychiatric hold. And that kind of is all that the NBC News article talks about. I think the main takeaways for me from this news story is, you know, Take everything you see on social media with a grain of salt. Um, if you see somebody struggling online, you know, maybe offer support rather than deciding, you know, I know what's best for them and I'm going to take action. Um, maybe just, you know, reach out and say, hey, like, is everything okay? Um, supporting you always or something like that. Like, even as simple as that, you know. Um, and also the fact that we as people are not mental health professionals. Even I, who struggle with mental health every single day in my life, I still get terrified when people are, you know, having mental health crises um, because I don't want to say or do the wrong thing because I know like how, you know, sensitive it can be in that time because, you know, when you're going through it, you know, sometimes things don't make you feel better or things aren't, if they aren't said the right way, will set you off even further. And so listening to trained professionals and, you know, including trained professionals in this process to get people help, you know, let the professionals give the advice, not you just because you have access to Google. I'm interested to see how this article continues to play out, um, if she is going to continue posting in the same way, if she's ever going to make a statement about, you know, what was happening during that time, if she's going to delete all the videos, I don't know. And I mean, no one knows but her, but I also just hope that she is okay and safe and getting the help that she needs. And if you or anyone who is struggling out there with a mental health crisis and you need additional help, maybe, you know, the people in your life don't know what to do. If you're a support person and you don't know how to handle it, Always, always, always direct the people who are struggling or if you're struggling yourself, find the resources in your area that are local that you can call, you can access. Um, find mental health resources, a hotline number, you know, a chat service. Dial 988. That's the easiest thing to remember. Um, also, if you guys go to my link in my Instagram bio at the search for serotonin, um, I do have mental health resources, um, all national mental health resources listed. So if you or someone in your life is struggling, please get them the professional help that they need. Um, you can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. So instead of trusting people on the internet, trust the people who are trained to help in these situations.
All right, let's get into serotonin script, you guys. Our final segment of the week is serotonin script. This segment is all about filling your weekly prescription of serotonin. I will share what sparked serotonin in my life this week to hopefully inspire you to find your own version of happiness. If you want to share how you searched for your weekly dose of serotonin, then DM at the search for serotonin on Instagram to be featured on next week's segment of serotonin script. My source of serotonin this week was my niece, Charlotte. So as you guys have heard throughout the theme of this episode, you know, this week was a lot of me realizing that, you know, I'm still very much so in my old ways of rushing through things and letting my anxiety and perfectionism, you know, take a hold of me. And so in the theme of trying to get out of that pattern, I really just tried to listen to my body and my brain this week um, and try and be more present in the moment. And so I decided to plan a little girl's day with my niece, Charlotte. Um, It was very impromptu. You know, I texted my sister probably at like 10 or 11 that morning and I was like, hey, Charlotte's available at two. I'd love to go take her for a girl's day no plans no expectations I was just going to pick her up and ask her what she wanted to do and that would be fun for me also because I love spending time with Charlotte she is four years old but she is so smart so advanced so in tune with her emotions you know she always says I know myself I know what I feel and if she doesn't like something or something you says upsets her or you know makes her feel a certain type of way she's not holding back she's gonna let you know um and I really admire her for that you know having that sense of nobody's gonna mess with me and kind of nobody's going to push me around, even though I'm four years old, and to have that mindset and that ability of like, you know, self-awareness almost, I guess, um, at four is so bewildering to me. And I just love hanging out with her and seeing, you know, every day she gets smarter, every day she gets, you know, more aware, you know, she knows sign language. Um, She watches like videos that, you know, teach her other languages as well. Um, And she's just so much fun to be around because you never know what she's going to say. She always says what's on her mind and she's always a good giggle. Um, And so I went and picked her up. And she was so excited because I said, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? I'm like, we can go to the park. We can go to Target. We can go to the mall and go to the play place. I was like, if you want to go get like a cake pop from Starbucks, or if you want to go get like a Happy Meal from McDonald's, whatever you want to do. And (laughs) this girl loves Target. So she said, let's go to Target, Lenny. Let's go. And she was like, I want to get a new toy. I can't wait. I love getting new toys at Target. So I said, okay, we we can go to Target. And so we get there and I put her in the cart and we look through like the dollar section. um, And immediately she sees like all this stuff that she wants. 
And me and her were in Target for literally like over an hour. We just wandered around. We're looking at stuff. We're trying on headbands, you know, trying on like different like accessories, going through the makeup, smelling all this stuff and just like laughing the whole time. So yeah, my little girl's day with my beautiful niece, Charlotte, was absolutely the highlight of my week. It was such a great time and a great way to just de-stress, be in the moment, and really reconnect with who I am as a person. So, all right, you guys. Well, that is it for Serotonin Script for this week. And if you guys aren't already go ahead and rate and review the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Let me know your feedback. Let me know which segments you're liking, which ones you aren't. If you want to have me discuss any certain topics, you can DM me on the Instagram at the search for serotonin or leave a review to let me know, you know, what you would like to see next. Um, And also, if you haven't already, go check out the Instagram for the podcast and the link in the bio does have the um, my free resource for a free serotonin boost checklist. So if you're struggling to find ways to boost serotonin in your own life, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, I've put together my top 10 favorite um, ways to boost serotonin in my own life. Um, they're all things that I have used personally to help me in my journey. Um, and they're all things that you can access pretty easily. Um, and do, you know, even if you don't have that much time in your day, there's some quick little things that you can do to help boost serotonin in your daily schedule. All right, go download your free copy of that. Go rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I will see you all back here next week for another recap of how I continue to search for serotonin. All right, serotonin searchers, have a wonderful, wonderful Monday. And always remember to live loud.